1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist as always, Brian Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. I had to redo that three times because I could not remember the intro and I messed it up again. Dude. I There's no words for that. This is going to be an interesting day, I can tell you that much. Holy cow. I just started saying random stuff every time. At one point, I started saying, "I want to thank you." Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> who? For what? I, I I don't know where I was going with that. It just it just came out. I, just, I was relying on autopilot, and autopilot was just like, I don't know, man. I got there's nothing here. It's like there's a band that's supposed to be playing, and the lights kick on, and there's like a janitor at the microphone, and he just starts saying stuff like, "Uh, then there was a cow." Like, I, I'm not this. I'm not the singer. I don't know the lyrics, man. I don't know. Ooh wee That's wild. I mean, it, it, it kind of scares you a little bit. <laughs> oh, man. Life is interesting. Anyways, welcome to this show, whatever it's called. If you're here for Packers, I think you're in the right room, but I can't be so sure at this point. I do want to start off by um, sort of saying again what I've been saying on social media for those of you that didn't see it or don't follow or whatever. A long, long time ago, I made a strong push for getting iTunes reviews. I got a bunch of iTunes reviews, and it didn't move the show even a little bit. I found some different things that uh, you know they were doing studies or whatever, and they said they can't find any correlation between iTunes reviews and where you rank. And so I said, you know what? That makes about enough, uh, that makes a ton of sense because iTunes is, is straight up trash. I don't I don't use it. Um, but I have people like say, hey, can you send me my rankings or whatever? And it's like, there's like a yoga class when you type in Packers that's ahead of mine. Like iTunes is the biggest joke of all the podcast players, of all of them. And like 65%, 70% of all my listens, my downloads come from iTunes. So it's just the most infuriating thing ever. And I decided, you know what? There's really nothing on this planet that matters more right now making this show rank higher on itunes i don't know if those reviews are going to do anything i kind of think they don't i changed the name of the show slightly so that packers and green bay packers were in the title thinking maybe that would help it doesn't seem to help the show is growing that doesn't seem to help we got a bunch of itunes reviews that doesn't seem to help it's one of the highest rated shows that doesn't seem to help i don't know what itunes wants i'm just completely baffled at what it's going to take uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe they don't even have an algorithm. Maybe they're just like, eh, I don't know. There's an algorithm based on, like, coolest-sounding names, and Packernet just does not get their goat, man. But anyways, I, I do want to make a push again. And I'm so glad I brought it up because it gave my wife and my oldest daughter an opportunity to go through and read out loud and laugh at all my one-star reviews and the comments. So that was that really built me up. That was great. <laughs> that just That just got the self-esteem going real good. So if we could avoid those, that'd be great. A little counterproductive. But uh, if you do like the show and you're an Apple user and you use that horrible product called iTunes, then uh, by all means, if you wouldn't mind leaving a review, that would be fantastic. Also, I put up a graphic that showed different pictures. The one on the right was not my podcast. The one on the left was. The bottom line is, if the podcast you're listening to right now has other shows on it, and I'm not talking about the Daily Cheese, my This show right now and The Daily Cheese are the only two shows you should be hearing. If you're hearing other Packers podcasts, you're listening to the wrong one. That's not my podcast. I'm not saying you have to switch, but I would greatly appreciate it because if you're listening to me over there, then my podcast is sitting over here and iTunes is like, I don't know what you're talking about. Nobody's listening to your garbage show. And I'm like, no, I promise you they are. They're just over there listening to that one. And they're like, well, you sound like a liar and an idiot, and I'm not going to bump your show up. So if you could subscribe to my show, maybe listen to that show, that would be great. Again, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, all the other ones are doing fine. I I checked them out and I'm like, oh yeah, doing, you know, pretty close to top 10 at least in all the other rankings, which some of that is depressing because it's like, I should definitely be ahead of that show that hasn't done anything in four years, but you know, it's fine. Top 10 is top 10, but iTunes is really the only one that matters. So anyways. That's enough of that. I'm just just throwing it out there once again. Uh, we're going to try that again. But anyways, J.J. Watt is not a Packer. And um, there's one very big thing that I have to clarify. And that is that every single thing, every single thing, just, I don't know this for sure, but I'm willing to bet, that we heard regarding J.J. Watt was a flat-out lie. And it's funny because everybody's like, well, wait a minute, he said... He wanted to go to a contender, and he said he wanted to go to a team that had a good quarterback. And he said, when did he say any of those things? Did you see that on his Instagram? Because remember, yesterday we learned that he said he wanted to go either to the Bills or the Packers or Cleveland. And it turns out that was some random dude um, that made a Peloton profile, and J.J. Watt doesn't even have a Peloton bike. So the whole he said thing, fake. Fake. Every single thing you heard about J.J. Watt was fake. He wants a ring, he wants this, he wants that. Fake. All of it. In fact, this is inspiring me to do something, which I I come up with these ideas all the time and say I should do this, and then uh, obviously I can't. Um, If I could find a way for it to be profitable, maybe. In fact, if I get a bunch of volunteers, let's just do it. But what would be fantastic, and I know Walter Football kind of does something like this, but I want it to be better, to have a database of everything... That everybody says that is a flat-out prediction, because there's a whole bunch of guys that are trying to get into this game, and I talked about it before, where all of a sudden they're in this prediction machine, and or, or you know, they're they suddenly have sources, and according to sources, this is what's happening, and just give them ratings based on how many things they get correct every time they come out and say this is this is the the thing, and we'd have to come up with some kind of a rating system because a lot of them are very good at being, you know. They leave themselves a lot of outs. But some of these guys will flat out say, oh, it looks like it's down to these three teams. Okay, that's what you said, and I'm going to hold you to that. And every single prediction about J.J. Watt was wrong. And predictions are fine. I made predictions, and I didn't have the Cardinals. I mean, I sure, I talked about him, but I'm pretty sure I didn't say anything positive about this is where he's going to go. But there were reports, and every single report you heard was wrong or a flat out lie. Fact of the matter is, J.J. Watt wasn't talking to anybody. J.J. Watt's agent wasn't talking to anybody. And teams, sure as heck, are not telling reporters what their plans are in the offseason. They're not going to do that. It's top-secret information. And so we just got worked. And now, you know, it's happening again. I saw another article saying that the Packers are tied to uh, Will Fuller. Uh, Alex Smith is uh, going to Chicago. And again, there's, there's definitely a line between I believe this is a good fit and there are reports that this is happening, which strangely enough, they're probably the same thing. Somebody says, I think this is a good fit. Everybody else turns that into there was a report. No, there wasn't a report. There was an article that somebody said, I think it's a good fit. But there was a report. Gets a lot more likes and retweets and, and followers. And now all of a sudden you have sources. And now I'm going to prop you up. Something else that would be kind of cool. To go along with this website idea or whatever it is idea that, that tracks these things would be to have your own account in which you make your own predictions. Kind of like what I said before, but just outing yourself. And the, the point is, can you do as well at faking it as other people can? Like what if you were to just fake it, what would the, the the hit rate be? Kind of like when they talk about the stock market and they did a study with like monkeys and the monkeys did as well as, as like stockbrokers because it's all fake. And nobody actually knows what they're doing. Unless, of course, you're like an insider and you just know what's going to happen. and You get a bunch of money because of that, which is illegal. And I still don't know why insider trading is illegal. I really don't. I cannot figure that out. I mean, I'm sure there's ways in which it could be immoral. But like if I had stock, let's say I had a million dollars in stock in Packernet Industries. That's a bad example because, you know, whatever. In uh, Jim Bob Industries. And Jim Bob is my buddy, and he comes to me and he's like, dude, um, just so you know, we're about to go out of business. Like, flat out, we're going out of business. I'm selling the stock. <laughs> what am I supposed to—I have a moral duty to just eat a million dollars? No, I'm selling it. You're telling me that's illegal? I mean, even even if it's the other way around, like this whole Pfizer thing or whatever, if somebody comes to me and they're like, dude, uh, is coming out with this vaccine— about to get approved just letting you know yep there goes my life savings into pfizer oh that's illegal that's cheating what do you mean cheating why what does cheat what what does cheating have to do with this is this it's supposed to be random you're not allowed to make intelligent decisions with your finances when you get into the stock market what are you talking about it's i mean it's literally like gambling like if you go in there with a strategy and actually try to win they're going to kick you out it's against the rules you're not supposed to know what's happening it's all supposed to be random which means you're supposed to lose i i i I have no idea why that's against the law. I have no idea. Insider trading. You mean like I I actually know what's going on and make an informed decision based on real information? Shame on me. How stupid. But anyways, J.J. Watt, yeah, he's a cardinal now. But again, why did he choose that? Because it was the best offer. Well, he said no he didn't. That's, That's the whole story. He never said anything. He was waiting for the best offer. Cardinals gave me a best offer and that's it. The only winner in that entire thing is J.J. Watt. Um, you know, it, it, as much as all those reports weren't true, there was there was a thread of truth in it in which a lot of the teams that were mentioned were the best fits. Arizona was by no means the best fit. They don't have money. And um, strangely enough, when you look at their defensive line, you've got a couple people there that are decent. The problem is J.J. Watt kind of complicates the whole the whole thing. For example... Um, they had one of the better pass rushers in football in terms of, um, you know, generating pressure, getting sacks, whatever, Hassan Redick. The problem is Hassan Redick is currently a free agent, and now they don't have money to resign him. So you're getting rid of Hassan Redick, and you're bringing in J.J. Watt, and the odds that J.J. Watt are, is going to get the amount of numbers that Hassan Reddick got are low, meaning you're probably going backwards. Everybody's super excited about, yeah, but you're going to pair him with Ch- Chandler Jones, the guy that played like three games last year. Actually, it was uh, five, but Chandler Jones has been, um, I don't know, slightly overrated for a while. I mean, he's, he's good. He, there's no question he's good, but it's similar to J.J. He's 31 years old. Um, he's in the final year of his contract. He had 10 pressures last year on 166 attempts, which, again, small sample size, but not a great start, right? Well under, well under 10%. We're talking, what was that, 6%? And one sack in five games. That came week one. He went four games without a single sack. Uh, 62 overall grade, 29 tackling grade, 63 pass rush grade, 56 run defense grade. Nothing about it was good. Now, 2019 when he had, and that's not, I I get, you know, I don't know. He had a good year in 2019. But again, he's 31 years old. And now you got 32-year-old J.J. Watt. Both of them are, are injury prone, or at least, you know, they're now both injury prone, I guess. And the other weird thing is, when you look at this team not having any money and say where are they going to get any money from, you know where the biggest place where they can get money from is? Chandler Jones. Beyond that, as I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, you know, one of the benefits of free agency is that it frees you up so that you don't necessarily need to get that position later. right? If the Packers were to get Will Fuller, Now it's like, okay, we can kind of remove wide receiver from the equation. Not saying you never get him, but he's kind of young. You can sign him to a three, maybe even four-year contract. You got him and Devontae and Rodgers locked up for the long term. Um, Again, I'm not saying—it's just an example. Relax. With this, and, and, and cornerback is their biggest need by far in the draft, you kind of look at it and say, well, now they don't need edge rusher. Yes, they do. It's a massive need. Hassan Reddick is the guy that made the most sense. If you're going to sign a pass rusher, don't sign J.J. Watt. Guess it's has Hassan Reddick, who's like 27. Nothing about this makes sense to me. Their entire defense needs a lot of work. Their offense needs a lot of work. They don't have a lot of money. One of their better players is a free agent. They let him walk and go get a 32-year-old and give him a two-year contract. Their other good pass rushers, 31, and has one year left on his contract and may need to be cut to free up money. What could possibly be the logic of this? You're not one player away. This is not going to get you, you know, over the hump to becoming an elite team. You still need to draft an edge rusher. It's still a massive need for this team. It didn't fix anything. I don't even know if it made you better. Because, again, you're trading J.J. Watt for Hassan Reddick, And I know J.J.'s better at certain things than Hassan. But if we're talking just straight-up pressures and sacks, I don't think J.J. gives you the production Hassan got last year. 13 sacks. Eh, I don't know about that, boss. I think it's a terrible move for Arizona. And again, I don't care for J.J.'s standpoint. I mean, it's obviously the best contract he could get and good for him. He just waited around, got the best offer, and was like, all right, cool, let's do it. He obviously doesn't really care about winning a Super Bowl. That wasn't, that wasn't the thing, unless maybe the contenders just weren't interested. Maybe the Packers are like, nah, maybe they were never interested. That's entirely possible. They never even called. I don't know. Well, I saw a report. Yeah, I know. I'm sure you did. But anyways, it, it gives us an opportunity to kind of reset. Um, I did get the question, well, does this mean maybe Corey's coming back? And that was, to be honest, one of my first thoughts is maybe maybe this is, you know, Corey's coming back now. But, again, if that was on the radar, you're going to at least be in contact, right? You want to talk to him. You want to at least kind of get some numbers worked out and, at least, you know, have him waiting in the wings so if that that big old plan of yours falls through. And remember, it doesn't make sense to say that we haven't been talking since last year because we were expecting J.J. Watt to get cut and sign him. That seems unlikely that that's been the whole reason this whole time. They could have been talking to him since last year. There's a lot of paperwork and a lot of numbers and a lot of negotiating that needs to happen before you con- conclude a deal with somebody. And the fact that they haven't so much as picked up the phone tells me that they're not just a free agent away. It's not like, let's just free up some money and then we'll call them and make a deal. You should have been on the phone this whole time. It doesn't mean you're committed if you start talking numbers, right? They were talking numbers with Aaron Jones and decided to walk away from the table, allegedly. I have to put that in everything now, allegedly. So no, I don't really think Corey's a part of the plan. You know, maybe they can try to speed work out a deal. But, you know, again, I think they have a plan. And and obviously you have to be nimble to some degree, but being part of being nimble is having things worked out, having all the numbers figured out. Um, I think part of the I, I just don't think Corey's a part of the plan. I, I think that's assuming the reports are true that you know, like Lindsay has said, they haven't even picked up the phone and that's from him. So that is a trustworthy source. When Corey Lindsley himself says, I think I'm gonna be playing somewhere else because they haven't even called me, I think we can trust that. And again, that, that's just, that's everything we need to know. So I, I think that's that's telling us he's not coming back. Are there other free agents on on the, y- yes, yes, the Packers are planning on signing free agents. I have no doubt because they've been saying that since last year. Brian Gutekunst has been telling us that, which is why everybody who's been saying that there's no money, and a lot of people have been saying that, you know, th- there's no money. They're not going to be signing anybody. It's like, why why are you saying that? And again, it's based on their ability to free up money in their own mind and come up with money. The Packers have been saying since last year, you know, we, we have to do some certain things. It's going to be a different kind of year because there's going to be—and and this is something to note, and maybe I should try to find the audio on it, because I wasn't sure what they meant at the time, and it's something to think about. There was a comment by Brian Gutekunst. He said something to the effect of next year there's going to be some free agents that aren't normally available. Maybe he's just referring to this whole coronavirus thing, meaning that certain guys like J.J. Watt are going to be cut because of those kinds of circumstances or because of financial circumstances where teams just can't, you know, in other words, guys that you don't expect to be available are going to become available. But it kind of, I wish I could find that quote. Point is, though, they, they started the process of planning on bringing in free agents. So it was, that's why it's never been a doubt to me that they were going to be able to, to make this work financially, despite everybody else's panic that there's no money, we're never going to be able to sign anybody, it's impossible. It's not impossible. Now, maybe they'll fall through. Maybe they'll try to reach out to some people and it's not going to happen. But it's, it's never been a question in my mind that the Packers believe they have the ability to sign people if they find somebody they like, if they want somebody, whatever. And as I've said, I mean, maybe I didn't say it here, but I certainly said it on Twitter, while we're spending all our time wondering about J.J. Watt, we've got a guy by the name of Will Fuller, who we know the Packers like a lot, who have they have tried to acquire at least twice in the past. They reached out last offseason trying to make a trade, and uh, apparently the Texans weren't interested. We tried to work out a trade during the season, and the Texans didn't like the compensation. And now it sounds like um, Fuller is not going to come back, and, and the Texans are not really going to have any control over the situation. And so the Packers are going to have the opportunity to go after Will Fuller without the Texans intervening, which is what makes that interesting. Right before, you have to negotiate with a team and and get whatever they say is, you know. And, and, and again, they weren't able to make out a deal probably because they're being unreasonable. Nobody made a deal for Fuller. Now the guy's coming off, you know, he's getting older. He's got some injury issues. He's coming off a suspension. He's not even going to be playing week one because he still has one more week left on his suspension. It's going to drop his price. And, and again, the Packers have the ability to go out and get him if they really like him. And it seems like they really, really like the guy. So that it wouldn't be surprising at all. Because again, it's not about what I think makes sense. It's just about reading the tea leaves. And the tea leaves have said, the Packers really like this guy. And the Packers really want this guy. The only real hindrance to that would be um, if they tag Will Fuller. But I doubt they're going to, I mean, I who knows, as dumb as that team is. But he's not worth the tag. I mean that'll guarantee nobody's gonna trade for him. If they try to tag and trade him, no. Nobody's gonna pay that much for him. So if they tag him, it's basically just saying you're staying here and he's not gonna want to stay there. It just seems like a really bad idea, and I don't I don't even think the Texans would be planning on doing that. But then again, I guess that depends what exactly he's worth. I'm looking at Spot right now and shockingly, they're saying he's worth about 17 million dollars. If that's the case, just forget everything I've ever said. Just scratch it. And I, you know, honestly, I can't say that it's impossible. Not, I'm not talking about the Packers. It's not impossible he gets that much money. We're talking about a guy that's not even 27 years old yet and is a extremely dynamic player. I just, it just seems iffy for a guy that's got some, you know, problems. I don't want to say he's like a a, a bad dude. Like it's, you know, ped use is not like he got arrested for robbing a liquor store or anything. But I mean that's going to be wide open. I, I've I've heard and seen, and I'm guessing this came from over the cap. Um, and I still to this day don't know how to read this. I mean I'm reading there how to read this thing, and it doesn't make any sense. Um, I, I mean they have the over the cap valuation at 7.6 million. That's obviously a massive gap between 7.6 million and 17 million. Um, but also they don't even use, you know they've got uh, quadrants. And for example, their good value quadrant go from seven point seven up to about seventeen million. So it's like that's not that's quite a range there over the cap. I don't I don't understand what you're trying to say. So obviously, it's very dependent on how much he's going to cost. The, the bottom line for my thought on bringing in a guy like that is they're not going to pay number one money, whatever you think number one money is. They're not going to pay that because they're going to pay Devonte number one money if they can find a wide receiver. That's you know even high end number two. We're talking. You know maybe top it out at 10 million, 11 million. I don't know. I don't know what that number would be. Obviously 7 eight, nine would be preferable but I just I don't think he's gonna go that low. The, the 17 million shocks me 7 million would shock me probably more so. So I don't know, but it, it, it gives us the ability to kind of reset you know JJ J. Watt was the focus of a lot of attention. Now we can kind of step back and say all right, what's our focus now? Because we're not bringing in Corey. It doesn't sound like we're bringing in Aaron Jones. It doesn't sound like we're bringing back Jamal. Haven't heard anything about Kevin King, although that's going to be the one thing they bring back, and it's going to just the one person they bring back. And uh, it's just going to send everybody into a downward spiral, myself included. Going to pay the man like $12 million a year. <laughs> but why don't we take a break, and um, I want to look at a couple things specifically, kind of re- going over some of the, the more updated information on free agency. Maybe look at a draft prospect or two, but uh, we'll be right back. March 17th, so we're talking in about 2 weeks is when the free agency period opens. Um in that time the Packers are only negotiating with their own team, so there's going to be a flurry. The Packers are preparing. I mean, they're preparing to negotiate with their own guys and um there may be some things in which they're talking to their guys kind of like I talked about where you kind of want to see what happens in free agency first, but if all things fall through, we're going to try to make do with the guys we have and see if we can resign them or however that works. Um, but they're laying the groundwork for that, and they're preparing to you know, make a lot of offers to guys, make a lot of phone calls. It's a flurry coming up. But in the meantime, there, there may be some resign because again, unless they just want to let everybody go, they're going to have to start making some offers because these guys are going to be leaving. So we should expect to hear from the Packers soon. I mean, within the next two weeks on signings, the Packers have re-signed, have, have given an extension, have have made offers, whatever. Because again, every free agent, when free agency starts, they lose all control. And all it takes is for the, you know, the Buccaneers to call and say, here's a big bag of money, why don't you come over here? And then they're gone. However, the other side of that, again, the Packers can be making offers. So I just, I just want to run through quickly because there are billions... <laughs> of human beings that are available in free agency. So, I mean, just looking at some of these, for example, again, running back, you got guys like Chris Carson, you got James Conner from Pittsburgh, Kenyon Drake, uh, Leonard Fournette technically, but Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, Mark Ingram, Duke Johnson, James White, um, Marlon Mack, Adrian Peterson, Devontae Freeman. I mean, there's so many massive names just there. And, you know, obviously a lot of these guys aren't what they used to be, but there's some interesting options here. Um, I mean, Lamar Miller, Wayne Gallman, Tevin Coleman, Jarek McKinnon, uh, Mike Davis, Matt Breida, who played for San Francisco for a very long time. I mean, there's just a billion options at running back if they wanted to go that route. I'm sure many of them are going to come very, very cheap. Um Wide receivers, you got Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin, Kenny Galladay, Juju. I mean, look at—just the names here are ridiculous. And again, some of these guys are going to get re-signed by their own teams, but man, Allen Robinson is a freak. Chris Godwin is incredibly good. Kenny Galladay, almost assuredly staying with the Lions, but who knows, great player— Juju has not been great for a very long time, but, you know, whatever. He's got talent. Corey Davis was one of the best wide receivers in football last year, and I'm shocked that Tennessee seems to be moving on from him. Uh, Curtis Samuel was a good wide receiver. Will Fuller we've been talking about a lot, very good wide receiver. And, again, a lot of this, depending on how many guys actually hit the market, are going to determine what the cost is, right? Everybody's going to want to start at the highest spot. You know, we're talking about probably getting rid of my piece of junk car, the The goal is you list it for as high as you could think you can possibly get away with, and see if somebody will just say, "Okay, here's the money." And uh, if not, and they offer less, then just, like, sweet, that's more than I thought I was going to get, anyways. Um, and that may happen depending on how many of these guys hit the market. Marvin Jones, good wide receiver. A.J. Green, Antonio Brown, Larry Fitzgerald, T.Y. Hilton. It sounds like T.Y. is going to be hitting the bricks. I think that would be a fantastic option for a really high-end number two, depending on the cost. Sammy Watkins has been a good number two for a while. Nelson Aguilar, um, Deshaun Jackson, Rashad Perriman, Cordero Patterson, Danny Amendola. I mean, just It's it's just crazy. And and again, I'm, I'm going through this because sometimes we get stuck on certain names, and it's like if we don't get them, then we get nobody. There's a billion. Uh, I'm skipping like 10 at a time to get to names that you probably know. John Ross is going to get people excited because he's blazing fast, even though he's bad at football. Uh, Josh Gordon, technically. Demarius Thomas. Kenny Stills. Uh, Mohamed Sanu. Just a billion. A billion. Um, tight end. Hunter Henry, even though he's probably getting resigned. signed John U. Smith, who is a titan with uh, you know Matt LaFleur. Uh, Gronkowski. Jared Cook. Tyler Croft. Um, Tyler Eifert. Trey Burton. Uh, Jordan Reed, we could bring Richard Rodgers back. Um, tackles Trent Williams, Taylor Moten, Russell Okung. Uh, I think Villanueva retired, but Cam Robinson um, could still sign Rick Wagner, Jermaine Fetti, Jason Peters, Cam Irving. Uh, guards Scherf, who's uh, probably I don't. Somebody said that they might. Washington might tag him again. It should be ridiculous. But Joe Thune, Forrest Lamp, Lane Taylor, Nick Easton, John Miller, um, Austin Blythe, Brian Winters, Coleccio Semele, Mike Upati. I mean, and some of these guys aren't great, but again, there's so many, so many, so many, so many options. Center, if we don't want to pay Corey Lindsay, Alex Mack is an option. Very good center. Nick Martin, David Andrews, um, Joe Looney. There's probably about 20, 25 names that I'm looking at right here. Those are just offense. Defense, Leonard Williams. That would get a lot of people, myself included, excited. Trey Hendrickson. Yannick Ngakwe, whatever, but it's a thing. Jadavian Kalowney. Perennially overpaid, but it's another situation where, depending on how low his price goes uh olivier vernon who's been pretty decent for cleveland ryan kerrigan who's been very good for washington for a very long time justin houston uh solomon thomas carl lawson these are just by the way uh defensive ends edge rushers everson griffin a billion a billion the list goes on forever defensive tackles dalvin tomlinson a lot of people like and dominican sue no thank you sheldon rankins kaywan short um Jarrell Casey a lot of people have been talking about I talked about him yesterday on the show Puna Ford who's been very good for Seattle I'm sure they're going to re-sign him but um PJ Hall who has had flashes of being pretty solid Mike Pennell, Pennell whatever um who I thought always thought was a good packer was upset they got rid of him and everywhere he goes he seems to be a good contributor There's probably 50 defensive tackles on this list. Linebackers, obviously Levante David, they said they're going to re-sign, but there's Shaq Barrett, Bud Dupree, Matt Judon, Hassan Reddick, who I just said is going to be going bye-bye. He's sort of a linebacker-slash-edge rusher hybrid. Seems like he's doing better as an edge rusher, but it's an option. If you're looking for a smaller, quicker guy, Matt Milano, um, who's a pretty good coverage guy, Leonard Floyd, Jayon Brown, K.J. Wright, uh, uh, Marcus Golden, Jared Davis, billions, billions, I mean, there's linebackers, there's 75 probably, cornerbacks, um, Patrick Peterson, Richard Sherman, who I just saw, you know, again, a report that the Packers are interested, which I don't think is a report, J.C. Jackson, D.J. Hayden, Xavier Rhodes, Mike Hilton, A.J. Boye, Mackenzie Alexander. So, again, and then finally, I guess we'll just finish it out, safeties, you've got uh, Justin Simmons, Anthony Harris, Marcus May. Uh, Keanu Neal, Trey Boston, Carl Joseph, Malik Hooker, uh, Jaquiski Tart, Andrew Sandejo. The point is, we we, we get laser-focused on like three guys, and we don't realize that the Packers are probably going to do something, and it's probably somebody that we didn't even remember or even know was a free agent, and then we'll have to kind of reset. So there's there's so much. If you wanted to do your own homework— and it's probably a good idea to for me to go through and, and pick out a couple people. But again, it's hard because it depends on valuation. And I don't know what a real valuation is. And everything's so up in the air right now. But again, the point is, you get a guy like J.J. Watt that goes for a massive amount of money. And it's like, man, if that's what guys are going for, how are we ever going to afford anybody? Because now Arizona's off, off the list, right? There's there's 32 teams only a handful of them have the money or the desire to go out and get an edge rusher, and there's 60 edge rushers that are available to be signed. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but it's it's a lot. I mean, that might even be pretty close to, to reality. So there's going to be people available, and if they want to do it, and again, they're going to want to sign somebody. It's just a matter of is it going to be like a Ted Thompson signing where it's some guy for $5 bucks because we don't have a lot of money, that's not all that great, and you kind of wish that we didn't even bother spending the money. Or are they going to take a big swing on somebody? I don't know. But, um, again, this gives us—the whole J.J. Watt thing gives us the opportunity to step back, reset, and and kind of uh, diversify our opinions a little bit and find some people that we like and think are a good fit um, to be able to come in here and fill some holes and again, hopefully do a better job than Arizona did, because from Arizona's standpoint, I can't see what the benefit of that was. I really can't. So, you know, hopefully the Packers have the ability to go out and at least just fill a couple holes and say, hey, even if we can't hit on somebody in the draft, we're good. And I think that's kind of the goal. And the Packers have done that in the past. Um, you look at the year we got Rashawn Gary, edge rusher was absolutely putrid. It was a situation where it's like, I don't think we can even feel the team if, if, if we don't get some edge rushers. So we went out and got some edge rushers to make sure at least we have a couple, you know, in a pinch. And it just so happens that a guy that they really like fell to them in the first round. They're like, man, I guess we get an edge rusher anyways. And they got Rashawn Gary. Um, And so it's, it's, it's probably going to be something along those lines where they're going to just make sure that they've got somebody that they can kind of trust. Kind of like Christian Kirksey was last year. Not that he's a great football player, but, Mike Pettin's looking at it, saying at least he's a guy that I can trust, that I know can run my offense and understand my defense and understands what's going on. Um, and hopefully, we can find somebody to replace him. And they didn't even touch linebacker until the fifth round, and so Kirksey played kind of a lot. So that's uh, that's free agency. And, and again, um, there's so many names here. For those of you that are depressed about the J.J. Watt thing, go look at a list of free agents, and I promise you, you're going to be able to get excited about somebody again. You'll probably get heartbroken again, but it's. It's the off season, and that's something else I was thinking about. You know, there's so many people. There was a big th- hubbub on Twitter. Somebody said something. We don't know if Rogers is a good pick or whatever. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't care. I'm not super interested in, in debating that topic because it's not interesting to me. But, but it, again, it kind of comes back to there's there's two kinds of people. There's people that say that it's um, Super Bowl or bust. Like the only thing that matters is is a Super Bowl, or the people that believe that football is just, it's, it's entertainment and it's fun. And obviously the main goal of this is to win a Super Bowl, but that doesn't mean you don't enjoy football, right? I mean, the offseason, I, I just, clearly I'm in the second camp. I mean, I, th- there are people who would say that basically since 2004, being a Bucks fan and being a Packers fan has been the exact same thing because they both have one Super Bowl in that stretch. From 2004 through 2020, same exact thing. Despite the fact that being a Packer fan has been much more fun, much more exciting, many more winning seasons, more wins, more celebrations, more more everything, if all that matters is Super Bowls, since 2004, being a Bucks fan and a Packers fan is the exact same thing. And it kind of got me thinking about about wrestling a little bit. You know, wrestling fans know that it's fake. They do. I mean, it seems like wrestlers are the only ones that that don't know that, don't know that it's fake. And I know they get mad because they get hurt, and it's like it's not fake. I get hurt, yeah, okay. But you know what we mean when we say fake? It's scripted, and that's not even denied anymore. But wrestling fans don't even deny. And I was kind of surprised by this. I, I, like I said a while ago, I was watching a lot of wrestling stuff, and uh, wrestlers are now very open about it. Obviously, back in the day, it wasn't a thing. Before you know, wrestlers were on the internet and doing podcasts and everything else, and talking openly. It was kind of like a, there was a mystique behind wrestling. You know, I mean, wrestlers would stay in character. When they left, like they'd go to a restaurant, The Undertaker would be dressed as The Undertaker because he didn't want people to lose that illusion of who he is, right? The, the mystique of who The Undertaker is goes away if he's going around on television being like, you know, just a normal dude. And who, who cares? Apparently is what people do now, which is why wrestling is losing a lot of its luster, according to The Undertaker. But the point is, you talk to wrestling fans or even listen to them and they're like, yeah, we know it's fake, but we like the drama of it all. Right, we just enjoy it, right? Like just like some people watch um, television shows and they know it's fake, but they still enjoy it. Why can't I watch wrestling and know it's fake and still enjoy it? And that makes sense. And I think there's something similar to be said about the NFL, even with the fake rumors. It's drama, and I've been saying for a while now, especially as free agency has gotten more ridiculous and as the internet has exploded more. You know, if I've, I've done some research, things where you go back to. Try to go back to, like, 2010 and look at articles, and there's just, there's nothing. I mean, the biggest events, you'll find, like, two articles written by two major sites, and that's it. Now it's everybody's got a blog, everybody's got a podcast, everybody's got a YouTube channel. There's a billion different things. Everybody's an insider. 95% of them are fake, and that, you know, it's just everything. There's so much going on. And on top of that, free agency has become so insane. It used to be kind of a a lesser-used thing, and you didn't see major pieces being moved quite as often like that was a super rare thing now it's just massive pieces get moved like it's nothing and that adds to the drama and and i think it's it's foolish to pretend that that's not entertaining because it is it's massively entertaining and i don't think there's anything wrong with saying that you appreciate the drama of football it's like a a, a, i've said it before it's like a soap opera for dudes it's like wrestling but some of it is actually very real these are real people. It's not acting. Antonio Brown, that's not an act. He's just crazy. You know, the contract negotiations and all that stuff, the, the games and the drama in the games, it's not fake. You know, oh, this and that are rigged. Okay, well, whatever. That's not what I mean, though. Even if you believe that or don't believe that, it doesn't matter. That's still different. But again, it, just, it, it, it brings me back to if all you care about is just shut up and win me a Super Bowl, you're missing 99% of what, what the joy of football is. It, it is. I mean, all of this, the, the, you know, people that are getting mad at mock drafts. Like, it's so stupid. Mock drafts are so stupid. Nobody knows what's going to happen. So what? So what? That's not the point. It's fun. It's fun. Football is fun. Enjoy the fun. Who's he going to sign? Where's JJ going? All this stuff. And it's like we, we have this aversion to just saying, you know what? I know it's all BS, and I still like it. I like the BS. We all do. We just pretend we don't. We're all hyper-intellectual. We all want to have, like, the hot take. Like, mock drafts are stupid because nobody actually knows. Like, thank you, Einstein. I know that. I know it's fake. I like it anyways. I know the free agency stuff is fake. I like it anyways. I know all this drama and all the reports are fake. I like it anyways. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, I'm I'm not going to still come on here and remind you, hey, this is fake. This guy's a liar. You know, don't believe it or whatever. But you can still enjoy it. It's still fun. Don't... Don't, don't deny your feelings, man. Embrace it. That rush of excitement you get, it's very real, and you don't have to deny it, and you don't have to be Mr. Hyper-Intellectual all the time. Just so you know, this is fake. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I know. And again, I, I, I'm I going to remind you just because it's, it's, I want you to know it, but once you know it, it's okay to just like it anyways. Let me give you an example. Um, the uh, guy over at uh, Track you know at spot track whatever says tweeted out the correct way for the seahawks to resolve russell wilson's concerns is to acquire jordan love from the packers on draft day now this isn't a report but this is drama this is this we this just adds right to it play with that it's fun now maybe it's so stupid you don't even want to engage with it but i don't think it's that stupid i don't think it's going to happen but what if we kind of rewind a little bit Right? This is what we're, we're going to do. We're going to play the what-if game because it's fun, because this whole thing is fun. That's why I have a podcast, because it's fun. Let's just say that, uh, again, we drafted Jordan Love because maybe Aaron Rodgers isn't really kind of panning out all that great because, you know, he wasn't. Things weren't great. I don't know why that's such a controversial thing to say. In During the 2019 season, we're all saying Aaron Rodgers is not doing all that great. Blaming Danica Patrick, blaming everybody, else. you know, everything's, it's not quite working right. Then 2020, he's great, and everybody wants to pretend. He's always been great. I always knew that. Like, shut up. No, you didn't. You were right there next to me saying something's wrong with Rodgers, like everybody else was. But now he wins MVP, and it's clicking with the system and all this stuff, right? Now the, the big question, what do we do with Jordan Love? And Seattle says, look, we want Jordan Love, and we'll give you, you know, our, our we'll, we'll, tr- we'll swap first-round picks for Jordan Love. Well, that doesn't work because they don't have a first-round pick. Um... Now, uh, this theory's falling apart quickly. They don't have any picks, so that's not going to work. It would have to be a, a 2022 thing. They have a second, a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth. That's it. But but again, it's it's just, it's stuff like this. I can't really engage with this because there's there's really nothing here. Again, they don't have a first-round pick. They gave it away. They have, what, four picks in the entire draft? Um, so they'd be giving away their entire draft, which actually isn't the worst strategy because they are horrible, horrible at drafting. Um Let's let's try a different one because that one kind of fell through. But again, it's fun, you know. It, it, it back away from that and say, okay, he's a trade piece. So let's 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 do one more thing here. Let's say it's not Seattle who wants to apparently, or Russell Wilson wants to leave, whatever. And we're not going to do it with Chicago. What about Washington? Let's just say hypothetically, and and again, I'm not on the anti-Jordan Love train, but I do acknowledge it's a bit of a problem to a hundred percent lock up. Uh, Aaron Rodgers through the entire rookie contract, it's at least worth engaging. Let's say Washington at pick 19 says we'll swap first round picks. You can come from 29 to 19 if you give us Jordan Love. Would you do it? I don't. I, I haven't really given it enough thought because I just came up with it right now. I don't know that that's the worst thing. We leapfrog the the uh, the Bears, move up to 19. Heck, we could even get a quarterback. <laughs> we could we could get another quarterback if we wanted to. Or get a very good tackle. It's a lot of real good tackles up in that range. Real good wide receivers that early on. Guys that are that are nowhere near going to fall that far. Maybe they do fall that far. I mean, you know, maybe they do fall to 19. They're not going to make it to 29, but they might make it to 19. What if Pittsburgh made the trade at 24? They needed a, a young, talented quarterback to replace Ben Roethlisberger. What about the Colts at 21? I know they just made a big move, but maybe it's a little extra security. I don't know. Again, it's just, it's just something fun to play with, and it's it's worth looking at. There's something else from uh, Sports Lead. This is from Matt Morris on the Packers' potential moves after the J.J. Watt news. And again, I, I don't think this is a report, even though he makes it sound like one, and I don't care enough to actually go listen to what he said. But here's the quote from something. Um, quote, Richard Sherman is for sure on their radar, even a guy like Xavier Rhodes. Sherman is a great Band-Aid guy where you can get him at a low cost, Draft your number two cornerback and go aside of Jair after Sherman leaves. I'm assuming he's saying that number two that you draft will replace Sherman as the number two after Sherman leaves. But there you go. You got somebody saying Richard Sherman is definitely on their radar. I think that's entertaining. We've had a history with Richard Sherman, right? And I understand a lot of guys that are Packer fans don't like Richard Sherman because he's a part of the that horrible Seahawks team that embarrassed us and whatever richard sherman directly has embarrassed us and gotten in aaron Rodgers' face and everything else at the same time if you're wanting a more aggressive um kind of a defense richard sherman's not the worst addition you imagine the amount of jawing that richard sherman and 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 jair would do by the way uh kevin king was supposed to be richard sherman if you're looking for a better kevin king it's richard sherman that's what that's what the hope was he would become really big long talented corner is it real i don't know is it fun yep it is for me. And so again, consider embracing it. Embrace the drama of football. Now it's a little harder to do in the regular season, but in the off season, that's all there is. And if if, if you're just mad because you want real reporting, I, I want to know the truth. Nobody's going to tell you. I'm sorry. Again, the agents are not going to tell you anything. The teams are not going to tell you anything. And if they actually leak something for real, they're probably lying. So there's no there's no reason why Brian Gutekunst would come to the podium and say just so you know we're planning on targeting JJ Watt and here's what we're willing to pay. That's never going to happen. It's just not. And and I guess if you're not interested in the drama of football, there's no point in hanging out in the off season. Like just, you know, kind of and some of you probably do this, just call me when something happens. All right, I'll let you know, I guess. But in the meantime, and and on a daily basis, day to day, there's nothing here, man. And look, that, that whole J.J. Watt thing, it was entertaining. It was. It was fun to think about. What if? What about? the? And, and it still was helpful because it gets you thinking in terms of how beneficial a good defensive end is going to be. It gets you thinking a lot about that, and it's real beneficial. Maybe J.J. Watt's not the guy, but maybe somebody else is. Maybe somebody in the draft. Maybe somebody in free agency. I don't know. But I've certainly figured out that I really want a good defensive end next to Kenny Clark and, and next to Zadarius. It helps solidify that belief and understanding. So anyways, there's a bunch of other things to look at. Uh, Packers hired a bunch of coaches, or at least promoted a bunch of coaches. Um, don't really have time to go into it, and it's not super interesting anyways. Um, also had a question about a draft prospect, but we don't really have time to go over that right now. So we'll have to save all that good stuff for tomorrow. But again, my, my thought for you today is to learn to embrace the drama of football, at least when there's nothing else to do. That's not to say you can't be rational. I don't think that this is the right move. Okay, that's fine. I don't think J.J. Watt was the right move. Cool. Now what are you going to do? It's okay to let your guard down a little bit and enjoy the thought of what if. What if he does join? What if he just reclaims the glory?
0: What if? What if? What if?
1: Why not? Who cares? Well, people are going to think I'm stupid. Yeah, well, you are. So am I. So what? So are they. <laughs> Who cares? Football's supposed to be fun. It's entertainment. it That's what it is. It's entertainment. It's supposed to entertain you. Let it entertain you. And, and, and again, you can do both. I'm not saying, you know, become dumb. You can have intelligent opinions. You can give intelligent analysis and remind people just so you know, this is silly. But you can still engage with it. You don't have to be, take such a moral stance that I, I, won't even, I won't even engage with this. It's so horrible. And no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play with it because it's fun. And again, you do usually learn stuff. So it is beneficial even on an intellectual level because it forces you to think through some stuff. I was very anti JJ Watt until people kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it, and I kept looking at it and was like, eh, you know what? I think my first gut reaction was wrong. Anyways, them is my two cents. I got to get going. You folks have yourselves a fantastic Tuesday. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye bye.
0: Oh. Oh. <laughs> <Trasta. laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back, I'm back, I'm back Get up off of that thing and dance with you, you better Get up off of that thing and dance with you, sing it now